everybody, and welcome back to the WTF1 podcast, Azerbaijan post-practice edition. Yes, we've had FP1 and FP2 uh, around the streets of Baku, and we thought we'd do a little reactive podcast, as always, to talk about some things that are being discussed. There's a few big talking points that we'll, we'll get into, and of course, there's the WTF1 founder, Tom Bellingham, in his Ajax shirt. Uh, he's proper Dutch fanboying today. Uh, that, you should combine the cape with that, and you may well morph into Max Verstappen. I'm not I'm not sure. I don't but... think you... I, I, I'm not 100% sure. I'm pretty sure he doesn't support Ajax, but... Dutch anyway. So it's I Dutch, guess you're, you're, you're channeling your, your Max fanboy vibes, uh, yeah. as you can see. More orange and, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> look, looks good on you. Um, oh, so, yeah. You. Uh, shall we dive into some questions? I think we should. Uh, at Stefan Akins uh, asks, when will porpoising become a safety issue and will the FIA take safety measures? Now, Ferrari in particular were a car, especially in the hands of Carlos Sainz, where it was absolutely ridiculous. Uh, we, we've been complaining about porpoising a lot and kind of bouncing up and down and, and, and all that stuff. But this was like violent bouncing. This was like head banging to the extreme, uh, especially in the hands, as I say, of Carlos Sainz. And he's come out previously and said that he thinks that porpoising could become a health issue for drivers. I, I love how Charles Leclerc... Be for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, I love how Leclerc, I think on the same weekend, was like, no, don't really care. Uh, so, so drivers obviously are a bit split in the, the opinion of it. But as for when the FIA will take safety measures, we, I think we have reflected on this question a bit before. Um, and I think it was, again, a good example looking at all the teams across FP1. It's not happening for everybody. Ferrari are an extreme version. I think Mercedes is struggling with it as well. You could see uh, down, the, down the long straight down towards turn one. But then you look at Red Bull when the only thing bouncing for them was their rear wing. So they, they didn't really <laughs> the have flat, the problems. Yeah with the porpoising. So, so for me, again, I think it's a case of, oh, well, if it's uncomfortable for your driver and you're putting them at risk, change the setup because there is ways of fixing porpoising as we've seen. Absolutely. The, we know that, you know, we've been told that the whole porpoising thing is because they're trying to obviously lower the cars so much to get the downforce, then they get this porpoising. So it would be unfair to essentially give a huge advantage to, uh, Mercedes who are struggling and Ferrari when other teams have sorted it and don't have that problem because there is a quick fix and it's make the cut like don't go ridiculous on the ride height but the teams want to do that because it makes the car quicker and we know Formula One teams uh, don't well they do care about the driver but you know a, for, a Formula One engineer for example is just going to go it's only bouncing. Do you, you want to? Okay, okay, Carlos. Uh, we'll we'll change the setup, and you'll be half a second slower. You can decide, and we know what the answer will be. It would be okay. I'll just put up with almost launching out of my seat down the straight because we were watching it. We we did the the watch long on Twitch, and oh my word, Carlos Sainz on boards. It did look like he was about to. It was like an ejector seat. It was. It was it. I've never seen it. I've gone. never seen it that bad. And we thought it might be over. That 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 whole topic would have calmed down by now. But I guess Baku with its very long straight, 
and uh, we've even seen cars what's quite unique is taking very unusual lines on the straight haven't we almost dodging the bumps yeah that's exactly it you know uh, probably worth mentioning as you just uh, touched upon there tommy we have moved over uh, to twitch for our live streams uh, so we're not only just doing some free practice and qualifying watchalongs but we're also doing race watchalongs as well uh, over on twitch so it's twitch.tv forward slash wtf1 official I'm sure there'll be uh, links and all sorts on our socials and uh, down in the description below. But uh, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's as you say, like they're not, they're not they want to go as fast as they possibly can. If a driver has a headache but wins the race, they're going to take the porpoising, and they this can be fixed by literally just raising the ride height. But they don't want to do that because it's slower, <laughs> uh, because it's all about ground effect and how the airflow goes under the car. Uh, so yeah. I don't think the FIA are really going to do anything uh, to answer your question, uh, nope. Stefan. Uh, moving on to Team WTF1 member Sanjeev. Perez is looking really strong again. If him and Max are respectively P2 and P3, will Horner swap them? No. I don't <laughs> think he will. No. Unless, unless Max is gargantually quicker and there's a reason. Like he was in strategies. Spain. Yeah. But then that was for the victory. So, you know, conceive the Yeah, yeah, taste, yeah. But... Uh, for some fans are. Uh, um, but yes, I, I think P2, P3, I don't know. I think Perez is, is, this is the problem that they have now. We were discussing this on the Twitch live stream, weren't we, for FP1, Tommy, is that how do Red Bull do this? They either go down one route and go, well, this is Max Verstappen's team. Perez, I don't care if you're quick. You knew what you were signing up to when you joined this team. Max is still our number one. He is the reigning world champion. We believe he is the strongest person to put forward for this championship we have to you know use him as much as we possibly can to get as, as much points as we can just like we did last year when Sergio you, you weren't so quick so we didn't have this problem or they go okay well maybe we just throw both of these drivers into the mix and if Max has a few more DNFs Perez may well be the one that we have to then put forward so they either have to put all their eggs in one basket with max and hope to god he doesn't have more dnfs and and things like that and genuinely does start to perform better than sergio or they have to think on the flip side and go well is it better to have those two drivers and also keep sergio in a better frame of mind that he doesn't feel like the number two and just the rear gunner so it's a very difficult situation and i don't i don't really know which one to to pick to be honest if i was christian horner purely because perez is is there like he's actually there for pace will we see it throughout the whole of the season that's another question we've we've come to baku which is a, a, a track he's pretty good at to say the least is it giving us a slightly skewed reality to what it will be like for the rest of the season maybe that's what red bull are thinking it's hard to know because we we saw obviously perez did the he he ran wide didn't he and it kind of blocked Max's lap a little bit. Um, Max looked a lot quicker in the second practice than he did in the first. He had problems with his rear wing, uh, which was flapping about, and also they kind of changed the the rear wing. Yeah, with with Christian Horner, I don't think they, I I can't see them personally doing the switch unless it's major. If anything, if they already want to go down the team orders and keep them away from each other, they've got a very interesting tactic in the fact that Sergio is known for being very good on his tires. So they could just do that. Oh, Sergio, this is the, the best tactic. You should just stay out forever um, on your tires. And then in that way, it's not too dissimilar 
because I think Sergio could probably be a bit miffed. In my opinion, it was the right thing to do, the team orders, uh, just so they didn't crash into each other. But um, I think it could be miffed that the strategy still favoured Max and and when he didn't get the... Max was being held up and Sergio looked quicker and it still ended up Max winning by a country mile, really, once the pit stops had sorted themselves out. So Sergio, maybe maybe they kind of play the pit stop game, but it's going to be very interesting how they handle that. And or luckily, luckily it's Paco where they've never had an issue with teammates colliding. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. And also they have another decision uh, for a day sooner, tomorrow, qualifying of Zipstream, because that is a big thing, can give the driver three, four, maybe even half a second, three, four tenths, half a second. Um, so do they go, right, you both get one run each in Q3? Or wait, if you're Ferrari on the flip side, where Sainz is a lot further behind Leclerc in the championship, do you go, right, Carlos, you've got to tow the champion, well, championship contender uh, both times. So there's lots of team discussions, I'm sure, and a lot of heated arguments uh, between uh, between the drivers and the teams. So it's going to be it's going to be fascinating to watch. Um, and Perez has got good at a very good time for drama. Let's put it that way. Uh, maybe not for you, Tommy, and your max your max cape. <laughs> uh, next question: uh, Cricket addict Ninad is Charles' performance putting additional pressure on Carlos? I mean, if it wasn't clear now, it, it, <laughs> I don't know how much more um, Charles has to do. Really, I think it's ten in a row. If ten in a row in qualifying, if uh, if you count last season as well. Oh, really? So didn't realize that as well. Yeah. So it's it's been probably more mega job from Leclerc than it has been Carlos being particularly woeful. He's had a few moments, as we know, uh, but Carlos. It's a, it's a massive learning curve for him, in my opinion, this, this season. It pretty much makes or breaks a driver. When you get a car that can challenge for the championship, you either overdrive and make mistakes or you lap it up and you know exactly what to do. Verstappen and Leclerc have shown that they go to the good side of that. Carlos so far has given us evidence to, pro- to show that maybe he, he's finding it a little bit difficult. And that's not to say that he won't turn it around. But the start of this season has shown that maybe he's pushed it a bit too hard in certain areas and he's made unforced errors as well as had bad luck. I'm you know, putting my hands up to that as well. We have spoken about this a little bit in previous podcasts, but Leclerc has been on fire in qualifying and immediately, you know, you're under pressure. Like Leclerc's coming out the blocks and is usually up there in free practice as well. That's a psychological advantage when a, when a teammate is trying ever so desperately to, to get back on the pace of his teammate who, you know, he finished ahead of, Charles in the championship last year, all these people, oh, Leclerc's washed, Carlos for number one at Ferrari. Uh, but that's changed very quickly. And Carlos, yeah, just needs to, I don't know. It's very easy for us to say as punters watching. Uh, yeah, but, just drive quicker. Yeah, uh, just drive quicker, but make less mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> he needs, Carlos needs to just, he really needs to out-qualify Leclerc in a race. In a race, in a qualifying session. Um, qualifying. In, in a, a, um, so win the race. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, minimum, we well, need to outrace him, but even just getting one on him and qualifying. And I mean, Leclerc's qualifying record is unbelievable. So it's easier said than done. So yeah. Um, 
there is pressure on Carlos, but I think Ferrari are probably not too displeased. I think they're probably displeased about a few of the spins that they've lost points in the Constructors' Championship and stuff like that. But going on to the previous question of, you know, if Perez gets in the mix with Verstappen and gives them a headache, the fact that science is there to just pick up good results and is not going to beat Charles could actually be really good for Ferrari and the complete opposite to what me and everyone I'm sure thought was going to happen this season where Verstappen's big advantage would be the fact that he would be the one being his teammate in every race and always get the points but it's been it's been Ferrari that have had that um, with with Leclerc. We interrupt this WTF1 podcast for a very quick chat about one of our sponsors for this episode, LinkedIn Jobs. If you own a business, big or small, then listen up. 2021 is looking up, which means there should be plenty of new opportunities for you to grow your business. Whether you're shifting business hours or hiring more remote employees, one thing that remains unchanged is the importance of having the right people on your team. When you're ready to make that next hire, LinkedIn Jobs can help by matching your role with qualified candidates so that you can find the right person quickly. And to lend a helping hand, your first job post is free. LinkedIn is an active community of professionals with more than 30 million members in the UK. So when your business is ready to make that next hire, find the right person with LinkedIn Jobs. And now you can post a job for free. Just visit linkedin.com slash WTF1. Again, that's linkedin.com slash WTF1 to post a job for free. Terms and conditions apply. When you use the bathroom, you always close the door behind you, right? You don't want a random person looking in on you. So why would you let people look in on you when you go online? Using the internet without ExpressVPN is like going to the bathroom and not closing the door. Did you know that your internet service provider knows every single website you visit? And what's worse, they can then sell this information to ad companies and tech giants who will use your data to target you. ExpressVPN puts a stop to this. It creates a secure, encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet so that your online activity can't be seen by anyone. I use ExpressVPN on all my devices. It works on everything. Phones, laptops, even routers. So everyone who shares your Wi-Fi can still be protected even if they don't have ExpressVPN. And the best part is, using ExpressVPN is as easy as closing the bathroom door. You just fire up the app, click one button and you're protected. ExpressVPN is the world's number one rated VPN by Mashable, The Verge and countless others. So if you're like me and believe your online activity is your business, secure yourself by visiting expressvpn.com slash WTF1 today. Use our exclusive link expressvpn.com slash WTF1 and you can get an extra three months free. That's expressvpn.com slash WTF1. Now, you know, I can't, I can't forget the Monaco performance from Carlos where he went different on the strategy and, and did get one over, I suppose, on Leclerc in, in some form. Um, but, you know, we all know that Monaco is a bit of an anomaly uh, and we're now on to a, a street track like Baku, which is very different uh, to the street track of, of Monaco. Uh, and it requires a whole different set of skills uh, at, at those speeds. But uh, moving on to the next question, uh, Nick 02662742. McLaren seems to have fallen back again. Is the car just extremely track specific or is the car just not good? I think they kind of go hand in hand a little bit uh, with that one. Um, the fact that the car isn't versatile enough to be able to perform at every racetrack just shows that it's not a good 
well working and understood probably uh, McLaren car uh, because of course you know these new new regulations means that the teams are still learning how these cars work and that's the reason why we haven't seen massive updates at every single race because some teams don't really know which direction to go or what updates to bring and you know throw in the cost cap as well and you've got a very difficult um, set of cards for that the uh, the teams have been dealt so I just think McLaren haven't got a particularly good car. Uh, Danny Rick, of course, lacking in confidence a little bit as well. It's it's sad to see because, of course, you know the hype was McLaren with this trajectory. Oh, where are they going to go next? Are they going to be fighting for the championship? They were always going to have a bad season, and you know, considering the the run of form that they've had over the last few years and how how much higher they've gone up the up the standings. But that's not to say they won't get a great result here or there or another few podiums. That's how the car's kind of set up, but it's not going to challenge every every week as we've seen. I'd be, it's going to be very interesting. This is skipping very far ahead, but two, three years time, if McLaren are still just this team that promise so much and don't break into that top three, top two, what Lando does and whether he thinks, am I really going to win a championship here, even though the team is all built around me? Because... You know, the Zach Brown's been very critical of Daniel Ricciardo, you could say rightly, but I think also needs to perhaps... The team aren't exactly, you know, setting the world alight. And if you, you, you kind of mentioned it as well, you know, imagine, look back to Carlos Sainz when he left McLaren and joined Ferrari and everyone was like, oh my God, what an idiot. Why is he left? McLaren are going to be world champions in two years and Ferrari are terrible. And now he's laughing. Uh, you know, Carlos is in a very, very, very good car, and McLaren are very odd. Just you know, Lando is putting in some unbelievable performances, but then there are some races where he does seem to he does seem to like stick it in seventh, that kind of ballpark when the car's good. Even when the car's terrible, he still somehow gets it like seventh or eighth. So, yeah, I'd be I'd be a little worried if I was a McLaren fan of where they're going, where they're heading. Yeah, yeah, they need to. I, I would I'd be I'd be disappointed as a McLaren fan that they don't seem to have they've not broken into that top. I don't look like they're going to this year. Mm. Yeah, uh, certainly it's been. Uh, let us know if you're a McLaren fan. Let us know in the comments. How do you feel? right now about your uh, current 2022 season uh, next question team wtf1 member jack c96 how powerful will the drs be this year with the new cars and should red bull be a bit concerned given they seem to have more issues with max's wing flexing dramatically in fp1 uh, i don't think they're too concerned because they changed the configuration of that rear wing for fp2 and he seemed pretty quick uh, from what we saw so i don't think he's uh, he's taking a huge hit in terms of uh, performance, changing that spec of rear wing. Uh, and as for how powerful the DRS will be, I think it will be pretty damn powerful, uh, especially if it's very windy as well. If they're, if they're going into a headwind on headwind on Sunday and it's really, really strong, or even just a relative headwind, that will oh make the word. DRS in yeah. the slipstream so ridiculous. Well, do you remember uh, the year we were there when it was really windy and you you could be a second behind and that's the old cars where they couldn't follow each other. You yeah. could be a second behind in that final corner and get a run. I it think I even remember they didn't, some didn't even didn't have DRS and were then yeah. closing to, you know, very close behind as well. So which for yeah. the record, like to be fair, those cars were very, 
we're probably more dependent on slipstream but i you know it's not going to be that drastically different i don't think and the drs could be a beast it could be it really could um so interested to see that hopefully it's not too ridiculous although that could mean like an eight wide uh, down towards turn one so, after a safety car or something uh, who knows we didn't get a question about him but while we're talking about ridiculous straight line speed we have to mention fernando alonso because oh my word that alpine is quick yeah did you see as well sector. when he was slipstreaming hamilton and he gave maybe a few inches as he passed went past him <laughs> i was thinking mate you're in free practice here this was it was a little bit sketchy oh. uh but yeah uh, fernando looking potentially like he could get into the top sort of six in qualifying uh come saturday so yeah, the first laps will be tasty with him yeah, with that Fernando straight line speed. Yeah, just an absolute rocket ship. Uh, it'd be interesting as well. I don't know where the safety car line is exactly at Azerbaijan, but the thing I wondered looking back at the highlights from previous years is that they always seem to go quite early behind the safety car. Whereas if Max is leading, I would probably think that he would crawl all the way to the safety car and then bolt. Of course, yeah. you know you get less of a slipstream if you're if you're going crawling over the safety car line, then going. Uh, but it will be, uh, you know, I'm sure <laughs> if you're going to put bets on, I'm sure a safety car will be something that uh, will feature at some point during the race. The amount of mistakes we saw in the first two free practice sessions, there was no big crashes or anything like that, but so many going down the runoff. Uh, and yeah. when you translate that into qualifying and race, where probably about. I don't know, 75% of those going down the runoffs was just the drivers going, eh, I won't risk it. I'll just go down the runoff. When it's qualifying in the race, they will have to risk it, especially if they're on a lap or they're in a race. They can't just tool down a, an escape road and then do a 90-point turn like Lando did. Uh, so, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it could be very interesting. Uh, that's why I love Baku. It, it, it can just, you might have 25 laps of just pure bore and then chaos will, will break loose. <laughs> chaos breeds chaos at Baku, doesn't it? Basically. It does. Uh, this next question's uh, tied in quite nicely. Uh, Team WTF member Formula Wonderland. How many red flags will there be in quali? Are you off, Soph? Uh, I was just going to ask the question, how many red flags will there be in quali? Yeah. Two. Okay, there you go. So <laughs> just, just, Soph's just heading back home, so I thought I'd uh, shout out to her as well. So, yeah, there's uh, Soph. She, she reckons two. How many do you think, Tommy? None. None. Okay, I'm, I'm going to go with well behaved. One. I'll go with one. Mm. So there you go. Zero, it's, one, two. Yeah. The uh, well, and actually, Katie's team Sophie there because skipping ahead to her Baku prediction, uh, her actual Baku prediction is two red flags in quality. It's very, so it's very specific. Very isn't specific. It, Katie? That's yeah. uh, that's going to be not a, learn her lesson. She's probably. not getting half a point for one or three. I'll tell you that. Uh, next question, uh, Team WTF member underscore Chris. Uh, the track is known to have somewhat light tyre wear, but we saw two blowouts last year. Why did that happen? Also, do you think we'll see tyre blowouts again on Sunday? Uh, now, there was a big um, investigation into last year, of course, with especially with well, both crashes were quite high speed, and it seemed as though the tyres just let go out of nowhere. And Pirelli, I think we joked about it at the time, Pirelli did an investigation into Pirelli. Uh, yeah. so and uh, their results shockingly was that there was no defect or you know anything wrong structurally with the tires and they concluded essentially that it was debris because they'd found something on a set of lewis hamilton's tires that was like a cut or something um so that's the reason 
reason, we don't know, that's the reason that uh, Pirelli gave uh, as to the tyre blowouts. There was talk about the shoulders of the tyres potentially um, just not working anymore and uh, and things like that. And they changed the PSI going into last year as well from 19 to 20 um, and, and little things like that. But Pirelli were like, nope, not us. Not us, yeah. It might be our tyres, but it wasn't us. It was actually a chainsaw in the middle of the track. Yeah, and the fact that I feel like they tried to blame it on, not blame it on, well, they did kind of try and blame it on Red Bull, didn't they? Um, And the fact that it was two different teams. (laughs) You didn't hear me, did you? I did hear you blame it on the baby, yeah. You just ignored (laughs) me. Trying to keep a straight face. Um, Yeah, the, um, yeah, Verstappen's, like, high-speed blur. He did actually get a question on it in... um, the press conference and he was like completely dismissed it and was like well it's completely different tires it's a different situation and then someone was like oh you meant to be you're going to be cautious uh with that in mind and he's like well no because it wasn't our fault so yeah different yeah. size tires as well heavier tires this year they've gone a step softer haven't they this year as well uh from what i'm uh from what i understand in terms of the compound they're bringing so but they i'm sure pirelli have done extensive research and We'll make sure that hopefully I certainly hope so because oh, not just because it was Verstappen, but that it was a big that straight is sketchy. And I think yeah, you that... mentioned it in one of the other podcasts, but Nico Rosberg said it didn't either. Other wall is really bad. I think someone actually did a simulation on YouTube where Verstappen's car went to the left instead of right, and it is not a very nice thing to think about. No, no, exactly. It is. I think Hamilton with a slipstream in one of the free practice sessions was going at 334 kilometers an hour. Imagine then just having a, a tire blowout, but yeah, obviously a bit is... of slipstream, but still well over 300 uh, kph. And yeah, so fingers crossed, safety uh, with the tires and everything else will be uh, at top notch. Right, moving to Baku predictions now. Uh, I've gone for Perez wins again. Full Sergio hype train these days, but you know, I think he's got a very good chance. And another bad weekend for Mick Schumacher. I reckon I've already got half a point locked in there because <laughs> uh, his car just stopped working in FP1. So, yeah, it's not looking too good for Mick again this weekend, but we'll see. Uh, Katie's two was two red flags in qualifying, as we mentioned, and Carlos signs win. Don't see that happening unless it's crazy. Uh, watch that be clipped up Tommy I've gone for a Leclerc win so we've basically just gone Max won't win um yeah watch the comments oh the disrespect for Max yeah you're all Max haters (laughs) Uh, and I went for no crashes at the castle section all weekend and so far so good I was gonna say normally it's practice session um I should have said practice because normally it's the practice where they kind of push it a bit don't they the first yeah. day uh, where they take those risks and we've seen it quite a lot but no so far so good it's actually just before we go into the fan predictions it's that wall is the almost like the castle section has almost become like fine it's that turn 15 wall has become the new sketchy part that we have all the close calls at well, speaking of uh slightly further in the lap, turn 17, Alex Albon just drove into the wall. <laughs> yeah, uh, what was that, that about? He completely forgot to even talk yeah. about that. Like he it was, he was changing something early. on the changing something on the steering wheel, a little bit distracted, kind of lost his bearings, and then boom, his, his front right 
tracking rod thing was just broken. So mm. not good, not good for, for Albon because that lost him a bit of uh, free practice running. Uh, so the fans' predictions, Rasmus Stoff, one of the Red Bull cars breakdown and DNF, car fault, not driver fault. Okay, you've gone very specific there. You, you clearly have never done a prediction before, Rasmus Stoff, because you just you need oh, to go vague. Uh, the Panchand, Daniel finally outperforms Lando. Okay. And Mega versus Primus, a surprising winner. Well, that could be anything. Right? But literally, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> so that yeah. that just completes the the set of we don't think Max is going to win. Yes, yeah. gone Perez win, no, Sainz win, Leclerc <laughs> or surprise. So basically, Max win. Yeah, there you go. So Max will win. There you go. Because Grace is wearing her onesie once again, yeah. isn't she? To uh, to fully get the the uh, the curse of Leclerc onto onto him and, and everybody else. So thanks, Tommy. Uh, what's your final thoughts? Final thoughts is. I really hope we see something special from Fernando Alonso. That's what I love. That's I love thoughts. it's every time there's just a slight, I really, you just kind of lengthen your words. Yeah. You as my brain works. Yeah. I like it. Alonso masterclass. I am keen I'd for that. I'd love to see that. I'll, I'll, I'll see that. Uh, that'd be very lovely. Uh, and my final thoughts, as I've said all weekend, and I'm going to finish it with this podcast as well. No, I am stupid team radios, please. For the love of God, please. I just need a good weekend for Charles Leclerc please okay thank I you think very a much. great meme would be if leclerc won and then got the radio and went i am not stupid that would be <laughs> and then say subscribe to, to wtf1 yeah yeah, yeah. That, thanks charles i really appreciate that <laughs> all right well there you go uh, thank you everybody for watching this uh post-practice podcast the ppp uh thank you tommy wtf1 founder for, for getting involved as always we are on twitch as we mentioned live watch along for qualifying and the race this weekend over on our twitch channel so make sure you go and check that out hashtag wtf1 podcast if you want to get involved in the discussion and leave a like five stars great feedback however you do on whatever platform you're watching or listening on that would be amazing so we'll see you for lots of lots of content over the weekend as always and uh we're doing a qpp out. as well <laughs> That sounds worse. I don't know why. A, a, a quali post practice. Wait, what? <laughs> a quali post. Uh, a you tell me we've been streaming no, a, a lot recently. Wait, did you say a QPP? It's a PQP. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> that's why it threw me off. I was like, quali post. Anyway, there you go. Good stuff. We're, we're, our minds are slightly frazzled. Thank you, everybody, for watching, and uh, we'll see you very soon. Bye. Bye.